It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code BOOM to get $30 off your first month. That's BOOM. Talkspace.com slash BOOM. B-O-O-M. You are Locked On Titans, your daily podcast on the Tennessee Titans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to another edition of Locked On Titans. Jimmy Morris joined as always by Terry Lambert. Terry, how are you? I've been better, Jimmy, but um, that was an ugly football game we had today. Absolutely it was, and we'll talk a lot about that. So everybody buckle up for some exciting discussion (laughs) there. Um, But before we get to that, we've got to tell you about MyBookie, uh, which is a sponsor of this podcast. You can check them out, MyBookie.ag. They have a really, really good mobile site. You don't have to download an app or anything. You just log on. You use the site from your phone. You can bet before the game. You can bet during the game. Um, you can keep up with everything. So uh, it, it's safe. It, it's really awesome. So try it out. Like I said, during the game, you got Major League Baseball playoffs going on, NFL, all that stuff. NHL just got started. Any of that stuff, you can check it out. Again, that's mybookie.ag. All right, and then one more thing too, Pro Football Focus. Don't forget if you uh, on iTunes, if you'll uh, leave a review for our podcast and leave your Twitter handle in that review, uh, you'll be entered into for a chance to win a subscription, a year-long subscription to PFF. Um, you know, they have a lot of good stuff, a lot of, a lot of stats that you can't really find anywhere else, a lot of good stuff. If you're into daily fantasy or season-long fantasy, a lot of good content on there. So do that as well. It helps us out, too. Any feedback, we would appreciate. So on iTunes, just review the, write and review the podcast. Leave your Twitter handle in the review. All right, so now to the fun part. Titans go to Miami. Was the Dolphins sixteen to ten in uh, like Terry said? I mean, one of the ugliest football games that we've ever had to watch. Um, you know, not not. I'll, I'll let Terry. We'll get his reaction at first, but um, I, I would like to say it was it was you know something different than what we expected, but it, it's really not. I mean, that, that's kind of what we expected based on what we've seen from Matt Castle in the year plus that he's been here watching him, you know, extended time in the, in the preseason and that kind of stuff. So not really a big shock that, that he wasn't very effective. Terry, what else stood out to you? Uh, just to just to lose to a team as inept as the Dolphins seem. Uh, it's just, it's, it's disheartening. Uh, it, it's just, it's a team that you should be able to beat without Marcus Mariota. Uh, this team is built to run the football, and they just didn't do it. 20 carries for 69 yards, that's that's just not going to get it done. DeMarco, Henry, uh, DeMarco Murray went 14 for 58. Henry went 4 for 9. It just wasn't good. Um, you know, once again, they just kind of tried to line up and, and run right over the Dolphins, and it didn't happen. And like we've said, that's what they were able to do last year. Uh, and the passing game kind of was built off of that success. So you don't have that success now. And you throw Matt Castle into the mix, and, and yeah, it, it's going to be ugly, and, and that's what we saw today. And that's the thing that I think some people will lose in all of this. I mean, obviously, a lot of the discussion is going to center around how bad Matt Castle is, and, and now we're into this, you know, rabbit hole of, of a debate on backup quarterbacks and all that. Um, but this team is built to run the football. 
and they're built to be able to line up and be better in the trenches than the team that is across the line from whoever that may be. The Dolphins, you know, they have some good players up front, but you know, they're not the best defense in the league. And they they couldn't they couldn't get the run game going. They couldn't get established today. They haven't been able to get it established really all year. And this is something that Terry and I were talking about before we came on here. You know, the, the offensive line didn't look good in the preseason. And you know, we we kind of glossed over it a little bit. Well, as a preseason, you know, the, with the new rules, they don't get to practice as much together and all that stuff. Continuity, blah blah blah. Didn't look really good against the Raiders. Um, honestly, we're through five weeks. They've played two good halves of football, second half against the Seahawks, second half against the the Jaguars. That's actually the only time we've seen this offensive line look like the unit that we thought it was going to be. Um, and then when you look at the, some of the numbers today, and these are from Pro Football Focus, uh, Matt Castle was under pressured 42% of his dropbacks, so 16 of his 38 dropbacks. Um, he was under pressure today. Now, Matt Castle under pressure is a disaster. I mean, we all know that. And that's the thing, you know, with Marcus Mariota back there, if, if teams get pressure on him, he can, you know, break contain, hit a run, move outside of the pocket, throw the ball on the field and all that stuff. And Matt Castle's not going to do that stuff. So if the Titans were going to have a chance to win this game today, and they still had a chance to win the game, and, you know, a couple calls that don't go their way, whatever. Um, but if they were, if they're going to be able to sustain success with Matt Castle, which obviously we don't think can happen at this point, the offensive line has to be really, really good. I mean, that's been built to be the strength of this team, and they just did, they didn't show that today. Not at all, uh, and, and it's it's frustrating because you think you've built this foundation going forward, and you think you've got Demarco Murray and Derrick Henry in the fold, and and you know the Titans are just going to run over people and and control the game and it's just not happening so I, I don't know where you go from here with the running game I don't, I don't have an answer for you but I, I think we need to have a conversation about DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry too are they are they dynamic enough are they good enough you know it, it's kind of interesting it, just looking around the league you know you've got these these electric young backs with with juice and and speed and and they change offenses DeMarco Murray's not going to do that anymore. You know, I, I, I tweeted today, he runs like an old man. Um, he, he just doesn't have a lot left in, in the legs. You know, he, he's he's a good third down back. I don't think he's a workhorse anymore. And Derrick Henry, you know, he, he kind of is what he is. He's not really electric. Uh, I, I think he's a starter in the league. He's just a, a different kind of player. I thought today the Titans could have used some speed. Uh, it was just kind of line up and, and go at the Dolphins, who have a really beefy front, and it just didn't work. So it was frustrating to see, you know, a little bit of heat needs to go to Terry Rubisky, I think. Uh, just just lack of creativity. And granted, he had Matt Castle, so so let's cut him some slack there. But, you know, I thought Taewon Taylor uh, could have been used. Uh, I was kind of begging for him to, to get some touches. Uh, and you don't have to throw it to him, you know. Hand him, get him a handoff like you did in the preseason. Line him up at fullback, run a screen to him, you know, something. That's an electric playmaker that you drafted. So uh, where is Taewon Taylor? That that's kind of something to watch going forward for me. Yeah, and just on Derrick Henry, I mean, Derrick Henry is a, to me is a volume back, um, you know, and not that much different than what Eddie George was in his prime here. I'm uh, not, not saying that, you know, Derrick Henry obviously hasn't done as much as Eddie George did in his career. I'm not, not really necessarily trying to compare the two. But just saying that, you know, it's a guy that the, the more carries you give him, the stronger he gets. He gets better as the game goes on. Of course, the problem with that is if you can't get into that 
into that positive game flow, positive game script, or whatever, however you want to say that, then he doesn't have the opportunity to to do that kind of stuff. And that's kind of what we've seen, I think, for the most part in this season. Um, and so, you know, it would be nice to have a guy that, that can change the game, um, you know, kind of by himself. And, and I think you make a good point on Taylor because the, the thing that you, you have to do when you've got a guy like Matt Castle back there, you've got to find some way to manufacture a big play. Um, because trying to sustain a drive with Matt Castle is, is a losing proposition. I mean, we saw that today. We knew that coming in. And so th- right now the only guy that you've got that is electric is Taewon Taylor. I mean, who else are you going you know, Eric Decker is what he is. Delaney Walker is, is a very good player, but you don't necessarily think of him as dynamic. Um, so, I mean, it would be good to get the ball in your playmaker's hands, and they just they weren't able to do that today. So, um, you know, that, that's something that we'll have to keep an eye on going forward. Uh, I'll talk about the defense here in a minute, but before we do that, I'm going to tell you once again about my bookie. And, again, check them out. Um, it, it is really cool because, like I said, whenever you get that inkling to, to put someone in a game or, you know, whether it's before the game, in the game or whatever, log on to their mobile website. Um, it's really easy to use. Everything is simple and right there in front of you. So you can check that out. Um, like I said, lines that go all the way through the game all the way up to like a fourth quarter line. You, you can you can hit that kind of stuff. So, um, again, mybookie.ag and check out their mobile website. I mean, they, they, they've kind of built this thing to be used on mobile because most people do now. They, they've done a really good job of that. Again, no app. Just hit the site, mybookie.ag, and you're able to do that. So check them out. Um, all right, on the defensive side of the ball, they looked better. Defense looked better today than they did against the Texans, um, and which you know it would it'd be a disaster really if they didn't look better because there was nowhere to go but up. Um, now you know Jay Cutler. You and I were talking about Jay Cutler before we were jumped on here. I mean, you know, he just he always, he always gives off that he doesn't care impression. But um, you know, today it's just he's he's really funny to watch play. But I thought overall um, you saw a, a much better effort from the defense. And, again, the, the Dolphins have some talented receivers. I mean, you've got Jarvis Landry, Devontae Parker, and he didn't play for very long before he you know, went out with an injury. Um, even Kenny Stills is the guy that's dynamic and get down the field. And the Titans didn't allow any of that stuff today. I thought Adoree Jackson um, had a really good game. Uh, and PFF, I note on him as well, um, said he has best day in coverage. On the year, targeted five times, only got up two guys for 15 yards, and got an 80.2 grade from them for the game. So, you know, George Jackson has been—he's been up and down so far. Um, but I think I, I think we have to say at this point, there's been more up than down. And again, we have to take into consideration the fact that you know, you know, they weren't necessarily counting on him to come down and come in and be a shutdown corner in his first year because they were they said basically he's gonna have to spend some time learning the position because he didn't get spring practices and all that stuff at USC. We've talked about all that. But I mean I, I think they have to be positive positively surprised with what they've gotten from him so far. And again, it just sets the the foundation for, you know, once he gets a little bit more work in. I mean I, I think he has a, a chance to be a really good corner in this league and then as well as, you know, the dynamic returner and stuff that he brings. Yeah, it's I, I've been impressed with with Jackson. He's getting better every week. But as a defense as a whole, it's hard to you know anoint them after Jay Cutler. You know, right. I, he handicaps that offense so much. It was pretty brutal to watch. For as bad as Matt Castle was, Cutler might have been worse. Uh, you know, he he just looked out of control out there. You know, twelve twenty six for ninety two yards, averaging three and a half per attempt. That's that's pretty terrible. Uh, and, and again, the Dolphins lost uh, Devontae Parker in the first quarter 
to an ankle injury. So it was pretty much all Jajai, uh, who they gave 25 carries to. So I I don't know. It, to me, this was more ineptitude from the offense um, rather than, than the Titans' defense being very good. Um, again, next week you get Indy, who's who looked decent today, put up some points against the 49ers. We'll see how they look there. Uh, but, man, let, let's address the elephant in the room. Those two penalties um, that are one penalty and one one call really changed the flow of the game. What was your take on those two those two calls? Well, okay, so on the we'll start with the fumble. Um, you know, it looks if you just watch the play as it happens. Um, you're thinking, well, that's an incomplete pass. There's no way it's a fumble, right? Because it's just how far the ball goes and all that stuff before you get to where you can see his arm and that kind of stuff. And I said on Twitter that that fumble looked better than some of his throws. Um, so there is that. But when you went back and watched the replay, you know, the fact that they called it a fumble in the field, I mean, I, I think his arm did get hit before it was going forward. So, I mean, I don't, you know, I, I, I can see I, I can see how they, they let that call stand. Right. I mean, I, don't, I didn't like it, obviously. And, you know, that ends up being basically the difference in the game. Um, if that doesn't happen, then, you know, the Titans are at least tied, maybe a chance with a chance to win the game. So there's that going for you. These offensive pass interferences, and I don't know. I, I mean, I mainly just watch the Titans every Sunday. I'll, I'll, I'll catch bits and pieces of other games, but I don't sit down generally and watch any other games um, for the most part. Does it not seem like the Titans get more just ticky tack? offensive pass interference call than anybody else. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is like, you know, full arm extended yes. shoving off people last week. Yeah, that was And they, they don't throw a flag on him. And then, and he did it tonight on his touchdown against the Chiefs, who we were watching earlier before we recorded. And, like, they, they never call it. And then we run – it just seems like a, a, a pick play, a rub play, whatever you want to call it, that everybody else runs – and they flag us for it every time, the Titans four times. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I just – I'm I, maybe I'm biased – but I feel like the Titans get that called against them more than any other team in the league. It does seem like the NFL is cracking down on the rubber outs or, or picker outs, whatever you want to call them. I thought the the call uh, on the Delaney w- would have been a touchdown uh, on the Delaney play was ridiculous. But on the fumble, you could kind of make the argument that, that the ball was coming out and, and the, the ball went forward. But, again, the key is what it was called on the field, which was a fumble. They didn't have enough evidence to, to overturn that. So, I don't know. I, I I didn't get outraged over that call like everybody else did. I, I kind of saw the logic in it. And it was a tough call. It was borderline. But no doubt, they, those two calls right there just turned the game on its head and, and ultimately probably caused a, a loss. Yeah, and that's what, I mean, because um, I was actually watching the Alabama game last night, and you, you saw a similar type play where the officials didn't blow the play dead. Um, Alabama recovered and ran it back. It was clearly an incomplete pass when you when you when you went back and watched the replay, and so they went to the replay and overturned it. Um, so I mean, and then they got into that discussion about you know should the officials call what they see, or should they let it go and then let it go to replay? Because you know obviously the, the argument here being is if they blow the whistle, then even if replay shows that it was a fumble, um, then you know they they can't they have to call it dead because the whistle was blown. Whereas if they let it, if they let it play out, then they can go to replay and they can actually get it right. So I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know what the right answer is there. I, I would prefer referees, to, officials, to call what they see. Um, but I do get the other side of that as well. Um, so I mean, I, I think that's probably what you had today. 
I'm, I'm still really, really surprised that you didn't get a whistle. Just based on how far that ball went, Yeah. Uh, more times than not, you're going to see that. And everybody on Twitter was going crazy. But, oh, there couldn't have been a fumble. because I mean, I, I, I understand the logic there. But, again, if you went back and watched it, and this is, you know, as Titans fans, we're Titans fans. So, I mean, we do have a little bit of bias here. But, like, when you went back and watched it, you, you can understand why they didn't overturn it. I mean, I, I, wasn't as, I wasn't as mad about that one, honestly, as I was about the, the John New Smith pass interference. Yeah, I just don't know how you make that call real time. Like, how do you watch it full speed and, and determine that, that that's not an incomplete pass? That I, When you slow it down, it, it's real borderline. But at speed, I'm just – I'm not sure how you make that call. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that that's basically – that's the difference in the game, like you said. I mean, because that it's a 14-point swing. So when you think about it that way, I mean, you know, that, that's one the Dolphins got that they maybe shouldn't have and then one they have taken away from the Titans. You know, if those plays go the other way, then we're, we're, having, a, we're having a different conversation right now because it would have been a win. Um, things still were ugly. It still would have been a terrible football game to watch. Um, but at least – you you know at least we they would have gotten a win and you'd be sitting at three and two instead of two and three. Um, one more thing I think before we get out, there was the play late in the fourth quarter um, where I mean when you watch when you watch it, it looks like that JHIA was was short of the first down. They gave him the first down. I really thought the Titans would challenge, um, especially considering that they took a timeout not long after that anyway. Um, what, what what were your thoughts on that call? You see the, the I think it was Clay Travis that, that tweeted the picture. Um, and from the picture, he clearly looks like he was short. But again, you know, the yellow line is is obviously not official. What was, what was your take on that play? Yeah, real time, it looked like a first down. Uh, again, it, it's a matter of real time versus slow motion versus you know a, a snapshot in time. And, and again, the yellow line isn't always accurate, so that picture floating around Twitter might not might not paint the best picture. But I was I was scrambling to to finish up the the game summary, but. Real time, I, I didn't really have a problem with it. Um, I, I I thought it was pretty clearly a first down, but you know, generally, I'm I'm never a, a challenge the spot of a ball type guy. It just generally doesn't go too well. But you know, at the game on the line, if there was any doubt, absolutely, you got to throw the flag. Well, that's what I was going to say. So two things that I agree with there. One. You very rarely see them move the ball back. Um, that, that's just not something that happens. Those, those are generally losing propositions. On the other hand, where you are in the game, the fact that you're going to use a timeout anyway, um, you know, even, and, and then if you if you challenge it, you lose. You lose your timeout. Um, you, uh, you you lose your challenge or whatever. But at that point in the game, you're about the two minutes anyway, so you're not going to have the opportunity to challenge again. So I don't really know what would have been to, to lose there, but you know, whatever. Um, so anyway, so I mean, going forward now, you know, they got the Colts here on Monday night. Um, you know, the, the, I think the thing that we all need to be just hoping and praying for right now is that Mariota is able to play. Um, you, the, the, the Colts offense has, has come around. Um, you know, we, we kind of talked about how we thought that this would be the week that Andrew Luck plays. But then there were multiple reports this morning stating that he's not going to be back until November. Um, so it sounds like it will be Jacoby Brissett in the Titans see on Monday night. But he's looked better the last couple of weeks. I mean, he's looked like a competent backup quarterback, something the Titans don't have. So, um, you know, I, we just I, – I don't like their chances very much at all. If it's Matt Castle again, I think you have to like their chances pretty well. If it, if it's Marcus Mariota, maybe Corey Davis gets back, maybe Cyprian gets back, maybe you'll get a couple of these guys back. We'll have to keep an eye on, on Taylor Lewan's status as well. But um, 
you know, like I said, the, the biggest thing right now we just got to hope that Marcus Mariota is 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 ready to go. Yeah, and the report out this morning, I don't think we touched on this, was, was no, Mariota yeah. would miss uh, two to four weeks. Uh, and we don't know if that's if that's starting from the, the date of the injury or starting over fresh from today. Uh, but he did practice in limited form uh, all week long. So it, I don't know. I I don't know how much I buy into that because, you know, going from a game-time decision today to potentially out for four weeks doesn't really add up to me. Um, so, again, we're going to monitor it really close, check the site every day. We'll We'll probably post a new update every day. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, I mean, for the most part, Mike Malarkey has been pretty upfront with injury news. He's not a guy that really likes to play games. Now, I, I would suspect they, they probably knew all along that Marcus wasn't going to be able to play today. Um, you know, probably just hoping like we were that, that he would heal quicker and that he would be able to go. But I don't, I also don't think that there's a chance that he misses a month. I mean, I just based off of everything that they've said, um, you know, like I said, the fact that he's been, been willing to rule Corey Davis out really early in the week, every week for the last couple of weeks, just to me says that he's not a guy that, that really plays games that much with the injury report. So I'd be shocked if it's a month. I'm not 100% sure that he's going to play on Monday night, but I mean, I think there's a much better chance that he does than this week. And we kind of told you from the beginning this week, we didn't we didn't really think he'd play this week. Um, but like you said, keep an eye on that. MuseumMiracles.com will have updates on that. And every, every every piece of information that we get out, we'll, we'll leave an update on that. Uh, anything else, Terry, before we get out of here? Yeah, Castle versus Brissett, just like ESPN drew it up, huh? Yeah, I mean, the, the ESPN executive has got to be just <laughs> praying, they're praying as much as we are yeah. that, that Marcus gets back. Because, no, I mean, you know, Titans and Colts fans will watch that game, but there's not going to be a very big national audience if those are two starting quarterbacks. So, anyway, um, all right, so that's what we got for tonight. We'll be back tomorrow. Um, we'll have an update from Mike, we'll have Mike Malarkey's press conference to talk about from Monday. Um, get a good idea of some injury updates. And, you know, hey, maybe we get Corey Davis back. Maybe Marcus can play. Hopefully they're the ones. Injury, knee injury is not that serious. So we'll, we'll keep an eye on all that as we go along. Uh, Terry, thanks as always for joining me. Yep. All right. And so, again, uh, don't forget, rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Pro Football Focus subscription you can win. Leave your Twitter handle in the review. And mybookie.ag. Check them out for all your sports betting needs. So for Terry, this is Jimmy saying thanks for listening, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Podcast Network, but why stop now? Check out the daily Locked On Podcast Network for your favorite MLB team. Find it right now in your favorite podcast app, and be sure to subscribe or follow so you never miss an episode. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.